I'm very happy to introduce Nathan today. Nathan, do you want to give a proper intro to yourself and your business? Sure. So Nathan Lomax, co-founder of QuickFire Digital, an e-commerce specialist agency focused on Shopify and Shopify Plus. Uh, as of when this airs, we will be one of 31 Shopify Plus partners in the whole of the UK. The agency started on the 1st of June 2017. And very quickly, we got to 25 people, over a million in turnover and voted one of the fastest growing ag agencies in the whole of Europe, which is very exciting indeed. But to paraphrase, QuickFire Digital, Shopify and Shopify Plus focused e-commerce agency. And it looks like the, the long form and short form elevator pictures have been practiced to perfection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would to do um, these a lot at the moment. <laughs> out of curiosity as well, I mean, you've got a crew of 25, you're based in the UK. Uh, where are your clients based and what kind of sectors in that e-commerce space do, do you tend to work for? Yeah, sure. So they're based all over the UK, uh, more and more so in London and further afield, uh, primarily uh, apparel, uh, cosmetics, beauty, fashion, luxury, uh, sustainability seems to be quite a hot sector for us at the moment, five or six clients in that space. Um, but yeah, they are the typical categories we tend to work in. Uh, bizarrely, underwear is the other category. I think that's more about the new biz person than anything else, but uh, which has to be me, but yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, is, is that like a director's uh, objective? Yeah, jokes aside, it is like so genuine, but it's just like so random that the six we have, the six or seven clients we've picked up in the last 12 months, uh, like three of them have been in that space. And it's just like bizarre. But at the same time, there's a, everyone needs pants and socks and uh, essentially we we tend to work really well with them so casting your mind back then i mean you you mentioned 2017 is that right yeah That's first of june 2017 the birth of the agency and and if i'm right obviously you, you've been involved in digital in some way since way before then yeah um so cast your mind back 2017 to now if you could put your finger on like one thing one major headache one problem what do you think the, the the biggest mistake or problem is that that you've made with the agency since starting lack of focus 100 percent, a lack of focus on our value proposition a lack of focus and understanding of what we really stood for what we did our values our beliefs our uh process uh i mean there are i could give you hundreds of things rob i think we've done that we could have done better or that we've still got now that we can improve but mm -hmm focus underpins all of it that if you just laser focus and become a specialist at something you will grow so much quicker than when you try to be a jack of all trades and do everything for everybody and yep. for the first few years that's exactly what we did we would try and run ppc campaigns and do some social and dip in here and dip in there and build wordpress websites one day and shopify websites the next and something else websites the next and after a while you can't have consistency across anything it's really consistent to have a new biz process really consistent difficult to have a consistent operating process or anything mm -hmm. when your proposition changes like i change my pants like every day <laughs> uh, just to confirm every day <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so essentially it's like right how do we just become brilliant at something and brilliant within a sector all of a sudden, all your marketing materials niche down, your understanding of a sector, your reading, your learning. I mean, the, the landscape is changing so quickly mm -hmm. to keep on top of it is a nightmare at the best of times. So why not focus on a sector? And we haven't gone so so niche to say we're just going to do sustainability within e-commerce, like a hyper niche. Yep. I think this year you may see from us more hyper niche content 
where we run an event or a seminar or a lunch or whatever it's going to be focused on a very specific set of people um but at the end of the day everything we do is around relevance right and so when we're trying to get people to an event or to sign up it's all about making something as relevant as possible and that i think is where agencies fall down they oh we're the web guys okay well doing what for who mm-hmm. or oh we're the the social guys okay well what platforms on social or what sectors and shopify e-commerce has just really given us that focus all of our lunch and learns for the team the processes for the team the onboarding guides the consultants we work with everything has now become more focused yeah and i think there's a lot of a lot of value in that because i guess in your early years you would have found that you were in uh, one probably misunderstood or, or misframing the service against the the potential client need and also in that whole commodity space where you're just basically racing to the bottom on pricing because as far as the client's concerned you're just another tin pot web agency like any other yep. plus i would guess structurally within your kind of org structure and your team i see this a lot with agencies where they kind of cover themselves off as, as full service but there's just one person in the team that does a particular thing one person that does seo or ppc or instagram ads or something else and it creates a real risk and a real linchpin bottleneck situation if you suddenly get more clients coming through the door saying can you do this thing it's like well we're, we're overloaded we're gonna have to go and hire somebody else and suddenly the agency gets all these really weird arms and legs that you don't want it to have correct is it there's a we wanted to avoid an over-reliance on people within the business. The, the challenge you've got is that there's still an over-reliance on owner-founders. And that's, I guess, an evolution of, yeah, okay, we might not have, we have more than one Shopify developer, we have more than one designer, et cetera. But what we do have a reliance on is is within the, the leadership team or ownership team, you've got uh, someone that does process systems and finance and one of them and you've got an e-commerce strategist that leads e-commerce strategy and one of them and a new business growth guy one of one of me and so actually that's the evolution of our agency and the next steps is how do we find the next level down of the three of us so that we can start to extract ourselves yeah that kind of makes sense especially when you're looking at looking at stepping back from the business and allowing it to run itself it's interesting what you're saying about nation as well i did a God, I can't remember if it was a, a like an agency summit or whether I did a LinkedIn post or something where I was talking about like hyperniching. Um, for anybody who doesn't know what hyperniching really is, you've got two options. If you think about the service stack in your agency, that could be a niche. Like you guys have picked up doing Shopify. You've picked a platform as a niche. What you haven't necessarily done from what you mentioned about the, you know, the type of clients that you serve is you haven't hyper niched by going, we're Shopify for pants. You know, exactly you're, right. You're, you're Shopify for quite a few different sectors, but you're still getting recognition as being the go-to guys for that Shopify service. Yeah, and I think now we will we will hyper niche in service, so we will now become almost Shopify Plus. Mm-hmm. We might hyper niche in terms of offering to become more retained, uh, rather than project based. We'll still do some project based stuff, but that's probably twenty percent of what we do. Uh, and then I think, like you say, it's probably time we will then hyper niche into a number of categories. So we won't do every category. We'll probably do three or four to say, you know what, if you're in apparel, if you're in fashion, if you're in beauty, I mean, that still leaves you a pretty broad spectrum, right? But, oh, sustainability, then we're your guys. How did it feel? I mean, 
what was the the paradigm shift when you started to focus how did it feel to you and the founders to actually start to crack that nut and and get that focus in place from where you were before to to that sense of of stability terrifying i think uh, <laughs> it's very easy for me to sit here now and say it's the best thing we've ever done and in hindsight it's a wonderful thing and it is the best thing we've ever done mm. but at the time when you're going through that journey and you're you're saying you just do shopify and then someone brings a 20k 20k wordpress lead to your door and you're like now what i've got to pay the bills and keep the lights on and everything else so don't think listening to this that we've got it all and we just like it didn't work like as smoothly as it may seem so to start with you market yourselves as the shopify guys in our case and you start to be more fussy and that lead you you have to have a really strong pipeline to be able to do that but we just said look we are the shopify guys and we will say no to other things sure enough that was tested within about four weeks when someone comes with a massive wordpress project and suddenly you're like by the way we do do that and so we ended up pitching for that and we win that and that kept some revenue in the agency and so it wasn't just a cold turkey from tomorrow we don't do that anymore we just phased it out over time same with it we used to do it supporting business and we still do we still have some contracts doing that but we say okay for new business coming in this is our focus we have to be known for something the website has to talk about something our marketing materials have to relate to something so that will be e-commerce and that will be shopify the kind of sticking point, if you like, was getting the Shopify Plus certification. For us to play at the enterprise level with the big boys and to be one of 31 in the UK, we desperately needed that certification to rub a stamp that this was the right thing to do from a profile point of view. Yeah. And in the last few weeks, we've got that. So now we can start to really speak from a point of authority. What we were finding is we were getting these opportunities. We were getting to compete against three agencies in the final and two were plus certified and we weren't. And that would always be our thing. Like, we love you guys. We think you're the right fit. You're more agile than the others, blah, blah, blah. But they have that and you don't. And that just gives us this risk. So how do we de-risk that decision-making to be like, okay, tick, tick, tick. Oh, and they've got that tick. So yeah, I think looking back now, the best thing we've done when you look at consistency of process, the improvement of quality going out the agency, the improvement of consistent revenue coming into the agency. Now, has that been due to the service or the process change in terms of revenue recognition, in terms of, uh, yeah, that the invoicing terms, et cetera, et cetera. There's been lots of moving parts that have happened at the same time that have all come together to create where we sit today, which is a very healthy and happy agency indeed. So timeframe wise, you know, you, 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 I assume had some kind of board meeting and you went, this, this isn't right. You know, the agency 2017, 2018, whenever it was, they just doesn't feel right. We're too scattered going. Things are all over the place. It's affecting the team. It's affecting productivity, profitability. You sat down and you worked out that you wanted to kind of niche down, um, pick a thing, focus. What kind of time frame? And what kind of, you know, basic step process did you go through? I know you kind of alluded to it there, but was that was that more a mindset thing of going, okay, well, behind closed doors, we might say yes to this gig or that gig or this client or that client, but ultimately we've just got to put blinkers on and get on with it. Was it quite a lengthy? Uh, if I'm honest, it was, it was by accident. Uh, it started by accident in that just pre-pandemic, we were just about to hyper-niche or niche into tourism and hospitality. Uh. Um, it was hospitality or e-commerce. We profiled our client base. 
We worked yep. out which projects the team enjoyed most. We enjoyed most. Uh, we thought we were getting the best results for. And hospitality was one sector and e-commerce was the other. And for whatever reason, still unknown to this day, we chose e-commerce. And one went like that and one went like that. And we were very lucky that we were on the right bus and we went in the direction we were hoping to go in. But a lot of that is down to good fortune. In hindsight, we I was I speak to a lot of different agency founders, owners, uh, business mentors, consultants. Sometimes people would argue that's a challenge in terms of too many voices or opinions. But I personally believe that you can cherry once you've heard, you can cherry pick the, the bits you want to implement. So I'm always going out for lunches and dinners with fellow agency founders. The plastic was minus model. People that are starting out, people that are similar size to us, one mm-hmm. to two mil, and people further on. And I, the common theme or pattern that kept coming back was around niching and around how their agency had accelerated after their niche. And I just thought, you know what, we need to niche. And I took it back to the board, and naturally, everyone was like a little bit nervous. Like, mm-hmm. okay, should we be doing this? Are we right to be doing this? Is it too early to be doing this? What might this mean for some of our existing clients, etc.? Uh, and so, if I'm honest, it was a kind of started as a marketing approach, and then as we started to justify it, and now, so uh, I'd say if you asked me this question six to twelve months ago, the pipeline might look like sixty percent Shopify, forty percent WordPress, and yep. before that, it'd probably be sixty percent WordPress, forty percent Shopify. And now you look at the pipeline; it's ninety-five percent Shopify and five percent other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so and the, the other is probably more consultancy and less WordPress entirely. I, I think sometimes you just have to go with your gut as well. And that's something that I just, while I really struggled to convince everyone, we knew, and I think everyone knew really that this was the right way to go. But understandably, like it's a massive risk. Why, why would you risk derailing what you're doing when it's working so well? And mm-hmm. so it was a massive jump to take, but for us to kick on and get to the next level, there are, I think they say only 10% of agencies get beyond a million quid. Yep. And I think the reason that happens is that a lot of them are in that same challenge we're in that they're not prepared to take the risk because it could go one way or another. And I mean, the COVID pandemic was horrendous for so many people. And actually for us, it probably really helped. It really helped almost forced our hand uh, and gave us justification pretty quickly that we've done the right thing. Had that not happened, would it have taken longer? Would we have then got more nervous? Would we have then backed out? Who knows? Um, but as it so happens, we did take the decision. We did take the leap. Uh, and now we continue to reap the rewards. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's probably because of two things, because of your collective insight into the fact that you needed to make a strategic change and lady luck. I think those, you know, if you'd have gone down the the travel thing, like all the agencies that we both know that are in that travel space that really struggled through that period. Yeah, yeah. Agency growth is massively on the rise and probably e-commerce is the biggest of the lot. And you've chosen to niche down on probably the biggest platform in that e-commerce space. So all the intersection of things has played out in your massive favor. And you guys have regularly sat down and worked out what your next move should be rather than just letting the agency kind of wash over and happen to you as it goes along. I think Ross, a a great show. And the other thing is around mindset and it's around uh, absolutely dedicating to dominate a space. Mm -hmm. So you will see, and people in this agency space will see that we are incredibly well-known in the space. A lot of it because of the noise that we make. 
We are constantly running events, doing breakfast, hosting things, attending things, supporting things, coming up with weird and wonderful ideas, guerrilla campaigns, however you want to describe it. There are lots of things going on that position you as a point of authority and get you known in that space. And that is something that I implore any of you listening to this that think, oh, you know what, I'd love to niche in a particular service stack or sector. Let's say it's Squarespace is your platform of choice. And I was having a chat with a Squarespace agency the other day uh, and I was just having a friendly chat and I just said, look, the best thing that I could advise you to do is partner with Squarespace or get in touch with Squarespace or run a Squarespace meetup or you just have to live and breathe Squarespace. And for us, it was no different. We have to live and breathe e-commerce. Everything we do, everything we talk about, everything we think about has to be e-commerce, has to be Shopify. Sure enough, you build a relationship with Shopify as we did. We started running webinars with the head of Shopify, Amir. That positioned us as a point of authority. We ran a best-in-class e-commerce report for 2022. We had some massive partners get involved. Shopify then hosted it globally, and we ran a massive webinar all because of our absolute persistence and dedication to that topic and that topic alone. We weren't trying to do everything. We just doubled down on that and were relentless until we got there. Cast your mind back then. And I know, you know, we all talk about hindsight uh, being an incredible thing. But if you could have done that, that startup agency, you know, when you were smaller and probably a little bit greener and a little bit unsure, if you could go back in a time machine and give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? I can guess what it would be, but what advice would you give yourself to avoid some of the challenges that you've had along the way since? Be more confident would be one of them. There's a, a lot of the times we haven't done something or made decisions based on the fact that we're not sure and mm. we we don't commit to it. We so Be more confident, I think, is something that, when we have done something and we've all committed to it as a founders team and as a business, nine times out of 10, it we've come out smelling of roses has been absolutely fantastic. Um, but so many times we've procrastinated and haven't done it because of that fear of what if, what if this happens, what if that happens, etc. Yeah. So be more confident, believe in yourselves. Uh, there's three very capable individuals behind this business and the leadership team, and then another 25 very capable employees. Um, we must back ourselves more. Uh, what else would I say in hindsight? Uh, not being afraid to ask for help is something that I encourage anyone. We were, we have been very good at this. I think that many agencies aren't very good at this in terms of, I don't know if it's ego or what, but you set up your own business and you think you've got all the answers and you don't ask for help and you try and retread the path that's been trodden a million times. But for some bizarre reason, you feel like your agency is super unique. Mm-hmm. Like without sounding horrible, it's not. okay you run an email marketing agency newsflash there's been loads of others or you run uh, a pbc agency there's been loads of others now the way you do it and your proposition and your usp and all that stuff might have some point of differentiation with it but by and large the model's the same so don't try and retread the path certainly for the first hundred miles it's already been walked a million times before just reach out to people and you'll be amazed how people love talking about themselves and people love sharing their story like you will easily get people to come back and say, yeah, oh, this is what we did. I hope it can help. It's a really collaborative community once you get into it. But it's those people that look at the agency community from afar and think, oh, okay, they're all our competitors. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to communicate. I'm not going to have conversations. That's those that don't tend to grow as well as they could because they're putting up invisible barriers which stop them growing. Yeah, I love that. And ultimately, an agency is just another business. I, th- I think one of the 
one of the regular challenges that I see is, is you don't know what you don't know, you know, assuming that you know what you're doing or assuming that you don't need to ask for help can be a, a massive risk. And a couple of years down the line, you might find that you're, you know, heading off in a direction that you really didn't want to head off in because you didn't seek peer support. And as you say, actually having relationships with potential competitors, learning to collaborate or at least sharing ideas because we're all human at the end of the day. Exactly right. And just being a, not afraid to share the wins, but also the challenges. Sometimes people feel very guilty of saying when things are going well. So particularly in the pandemic, people ask me, how's it going? And I'd be like, I don't really want to tell you because actually it's going ridiculously well and I can see that you're struggling, but vice versa, when things aren't going so well to say, Rob, you know what, I'm having a bit of a down day today. This client hasn't gone ahead. This project's on fire. This hasn't happened. This person's on holiday. This person's about to leave. We can't hire for this, etc. It's not all roses. It's not all fantastic every day of the year. Um, but at the same time right now, there's more good days than bad days. And that to me, I'm calling <laughs> success. When there's yeah. more good days and bad days, that is success. Listen, there have been some amazing ideas. I hope that other people listening or watching this um, can take some of this stuff away because Nathan's absolutely full of great stuff. Nathan, where can people find out more about you? I will drop the tag somewhere. Yeah, around. just check out on LinkedIn. I think that's probably where I'm most active. Uh, and get involved. Like, there's nothing that frustrates me more than people that sit on the fence and watch from afar. Like, If ever you want to ask questions, get to know each other, see what we've done well what we haven't done well i'm an open book i'd probably share too much reach out ask connect i'm more than happy to jump on a call and support you as much as i possibly can great stuff cheers for your time mate lovely to see you as always take care okay.